Wow. We are back for a very, very special episode. Episode 80 of the Grunge Bible Podcast. My name is Ethan Shallow. I'm sitting here with Chris Salona, a special guest, Adam Pellicotti. We're in Long Beach, California tonight. We've been in Long uh, Los Angeles for the last few nights. We've been on the road, and we have had just an incredible week, and we are here to talk just live music, Taylor Hawkins tribute show. We're very excited. Um, Chris, like, I'm, just, I'm just super excited. We're going to go ahead and, and talk about the patrons because we have a lot of people to thank. We have a lot of episodes to get to, but how are you doing real quick? I'm doing fantastically well. Um, really good to be here live. Um, this is great. It's not very often yeah, we, we, have... get to, we get to sit down together, um, especially with our producer, Drew McFadden, in-house today. Yep, we're in-house, Drew McFadden over there. Yep. yep. <laughs> He's doing great. He has a setup. If you're watching on the YouTube, we have a beautiful uh, beautiful couch spread here. The ambiance is unmatched tonight. Um, and before we bring in our guest and have him um, and talk about him for a second, uh, he just came to the concert, but good friend of ours. Um, we have some people to thank. Um, some incredible people that we couldn't have this podcast without. Yeah, our sustaining members over on Patreon, on the top tier, keeping this thing going, um, inspiring us daily to continue to run this podcast. And uh, that's why we're here for episode 80. That's why we're going to talk about the Taylor Hawkins tribute. So without further ado, I would like to thank Eddie Vedder got me through my second divorce. Shoe the Shoeless, I Hate Your Mom, Kitty Cooper, Brother Nature, The Blue Owl, Kara Kay, Fresh Tendonitis, Seattle 4 fanboy from New Jersey, my mother, Carlene Salona, she's still a patron. She hasn't run out yet. Jamie Lynn, what the fuck's up, Denny's? Our number one fan from Australia. Wayne Staley, Alex Long, Darian Riddle, Rachel Corning, Fuck Soup, Jade Mercado, Doug Endy, uh, Black Hole Sean, Captain Hightop, Marianne, Nikki Six, Release, Millie, Laura and Irene, Chris LSMS, Faith Bittner, Kayla Jean, Alexis Shannon, and Sonny Mashburn. All-star yeah, round of applause. All-star round crew. of applause round of for applause. the patrons. Um, so that's our top top tier, which is um, if you'd like to be a part of that and you'd like to hear your name on the Grunge Ball podcast, that is $10 to join. Um, the link is in our bio in the show notes. And there's also a $5 and a $2 tier. The $2, that's like a shitty cup of coffee for four episodes a month. So please consider that. Um, and that's all we're going to talk about right now because we've got a lot to get into. But first, I want to introduce our uh, lovely third member of the podcast today. We have Adam Pellicotti. Guest. I think we've talked about him a few times before. Um, Adam is a high school friend of ours. Um, he was in a band with Drew and I um, for a couple years. We played through the uh, first couple years of college, playing some shows, and uh, he also lives out here in Los Angeles. So um, he was able to come to the show with us, as well as Doug Endy, top-level patron's son, Connor Endy, who is off-camera. He's here for support. Um, but Adam... Uh, we're really happy to have you here. How you doing, hey, man? Hey, glad to be here. Yeah, man. Dude, what a hell of a week we've had so far. Dude, yeah, this is um. It's been a little bit of a cruisy what, one this week. What day is it? That's what I I got. It the is day Thursday. Wrong just a second ago. <laughs> September the 29th. Thursday, yeah. September the 29th. Is, Shit, I don't even know what day of the week rent. it is. Yeah, I only know it's the 29th because because <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're about the. Oh, we're that's about coming the, down the pipe for all of us. We're pitching. Soon. We're pitching rent. I think that's we're where the. Uh, I think that's where the patrons' money goes to this yeah, week. Yeah, we're gonna divert it away from our producer and go directly to the. But yeah, we um we finished. We started the road trip on Saturday. The concert was on Tuesday. That was our first day in Los Angeles and uh, now it's Thursday so it's been two days removed 
And man, we have been jam-packing. We haven't missed. We've been on fire with all the stuff we've been doing. So um, energy levels energy levels are high, but we are tired, I believe. So we just, yeah, we're keeping going. But um, Tonight's our rest night. Exactly. Yeah. We're taking it easy. We're really excited to be doing this pod. So, um, but the way we use so Adam, the way we usually start as we just do a daily check-in or a weekly check-in. I'm sorry, because this comes out on Monday, so everybody's getting ready for the work week. So, gotcha. All the only question I ask is, how the hell are you guys doing? How am I doing? Yeah, yeah you go first. How you, you go doing, first. Adam? Well, how you doing? Uh, I for the whole week. Yeah. yeah um, so how whatever, you doing? Whatever yeah, you yeah. want it to be. How you doing? Like right now? This you is know, your world. Right now, right now, I'm doing so far. I'm just like. Uh, you know like how when you use up a battery and it's getting close to the end of its life it like gets really juiced up and really good and that one percent like lasts yeah i'm like right at that level like i'm juiced up the heroic right, last five percent yeah. right know? right <laughs> there's just enough like you know shit left in me to keep me going but yeah you know there's there's we actually have a concert tomorrow we're going to in ventura we're going to see Petey. <laughs> We had a third concert of the trip. Yeah, nice triple shot this week. Um, yeah, Chris, how are, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, I'm I'm pretty much doing the same way Adam's doing. Um, we're in the yeah, same boat here, guys. It's been a hell of a week, but we're, we're running on fumes here. But um, as, as we all know around here, we can't miss. We don't miss 80 weeks in a row. So we will use that last 5% and bring you a lovely podcast episode, yeah. uh, episode 80, to kick off the month of October. More than 80, really. More than eighty. Yeah. We have special. Yeah, we've got some special special editions in the in the hopper there. And we do we do also have um, some clips from the road that we're going to put on the Patreon. Um, so if you'd like to see those, it's gonna. I think it's going to be an exclusive little stuff. We took yeah. some videos from the show that we're just going to put up there. Maybe a little compilation. So um, maybe we'll sprinkle a few posts of some of the stuff. Maybe but some tasteful nudity if we have to. Yeah, t- there was some tasteful nudity at the show that there we was. may talk about. Um, but yeah, again, uh, we're going to have some, uh, a good recap on the Patreon. Um, so, you know, think about that, but, uh, I want to raise a glass guys, cause Cheers. I'm excited to be here all together. This is, this is a first time that we were all together. We got the, <laughs> the producers Gang's looking great. Here. This is great. Connor, Connor is pumped up. Uh, this is great. So cheers guys. This is great. We have a full crew. We have a producer. We have a production assistant. We have three on air talent. Yeah. This is um this is great. We're doing it. We're doing it big time in the city of angels. Like so all right, let's talk about the show. So we sure. actually we yeah, woke up on Tuesday right outside on National Zion National Park in the Mojave Desert and uh mm-hmm. we drove right to LA. We got there at like five o'clock, quick did a wardrobe change and then headed over yeah. for the show. Got there like twenty minutes before, found our seats, got a beer, and then all of a sudden they promptly <laughs> started at seven o'clock. <laughs> And they played for six hours, six hours and five minutes, right? Dude, it felt like it was. Well, so uh, you know, general. I'll give my general reaction. Uh, We got like two and a half hours in, and I looked at the time, and I was like, it felt like it was four songs. It felt like we just started. Like the energy in the room for the first three hours was just there was so much anticipation for what was what was coming, and we had incredible acts to start, and we were just. Like it was just moving. I mean, yeah. the, the the room was moving. It felt so good, <laughs> and like that six hours was. I mean, we spent seven hours in the car, and that was the, a long. It, it was like a lot a, longer. Yeah, it felt a lot longer yeah, than the sure. show. Um. So yeah, do you, I mean, you guys remember the opener? The opener was incredible. We heard "Hallelujah" by Violet Roll. Yeah, Violet Violet hopped in and kicked off the show. And and real quick, I mean, I felt the same way. Six hours. I was sitting next to Connor at the show, and. 
uh, you know, kicked off promptly at seven o'clock and like every hour or 30 minutes, I'd look and be like, it's only 1130. Like, I think this is going to go a while. And the London one went for six hours and yeah. I was so doing the math in my head. I was naive. I was like, the show's starting at seven. There's no way it's going to go six. Oh. They'll be done by 1130 midnight, the latest, but they went a full six hours pretty much nonstop. I mean, they were just gear changes and personnel changes on, yeah. on stage and they just kept the music coming and coming and coming. And it was a long day uh, for us, especially I think for everybody, obviously. And um, I think everybody kind of held their own and, and, you know, gave back to the performers, what they were giving to, to the audience that night. It was really, really special. Yeah, it was it was a lot of up and down. You know, we we yeah. stand up for the songs, and you'd sit down, get a little break, but then the song came on. You're like, I gotta stand. You know, I gotta stand for this one. And we had, you know, there's no bad seats in the forum. Um, we had a we were on the second level. Was it sec section two hundred five? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Not for that show, at least they had the seats available behind the stage. Oh yeah, open. they they filled it up. Yeah. Every I knew it's true, and I I knew that we were in for a long show because um well I knew that it was. Yeah, I knew we were in for a long show when Dave was like, you know, Wembley was great, but this is the hometown show, yeah. and we are going to fucking rock. That's what I was so, going to say. I thought, that I, like, the Wembley show went six hours. I was like, this one's going to go at least seven, because I did this too. is everybody's home base. Like, I thought it was, yeah. was going to go a little longer. live, like, yeah. a lot of famous rock. And it's interesting, just with, like, the personnel and the song choice and just the overall vibe, a lot of people were saying that the London one was kind of a a morning event where, you know, there was a lot, a lot of emotion and kind of reflective. And this one almost felt a lot more like a celebration to me, um, having watched a, a decent chunk of the London one and comparing it with what we saw uh, on Tuesday night. This was just, I mean, all of Taylor's best friends were there, all of his his, his yep, colleagues, all of friends, the people yep. that he admired and that admired him. They were all there to just give their best, you know, in tribute to their, their dear friend, which... It's, it was one of those rare instances, I think, where something is happening in front of your eyes and you're witness to something and you immediately know that it's going to be special. Um, I think sometimes it takes a little bit for that to sink in and you realize the gravity of something. But I think from the, the moment, you know, as soon as the clock hit seven o'clock and Violet went on there and sang hallelujah, yeah. um, you knew it was going to be special. You knew it was going to be emotional and you knew it was going to be a long night. Dave. Yeah, if you didn't know, Dave was fucking heart pulling. Yeah. Well, yeah, he, so, you know, they played, obviously, Hallelujah, that was like, but everybody was kind of settling in, so, you know, it was going on, and everybody knew what was going to happen, and then Dave came on and gave a little little speech, and um, that first 10 minutes goes, and then Joan Jett came on and played two songs with Travis Barker, and, like, I felt, during that first, like, 15 minutes, I mean, I was, like, my eyes were filled with tears, like, I mean, I was, it was very emotional, and, and, you know, obviously, we lost a legend, and, you know, as a drummer, he was one of my favorite drummers growing up. But really, the whole time, like when Dave was talking, he was choked up. The beginning and the end were the most emotional. Yeah. And um, absolutely, I felt that. Oh, I'm drinking rosé. What I was, um, what I was gonna say is, sorry, <laughs> I just kept thinking about Taylor as Dave's best friend. Oh yeah. Right. Well, and brother, I was with, basically. and yeah. I and I was know, sitting like, the next to three of my best friends in the in a city yeah. that some of my closest friends moved to, and I was just picturing like losing your right. best friend and you know tragedy happens all the time in the world and it's really sad but um you never know what's gonna happen i, I was just blown away because i couldn't imagine i was just like really floored thinking about losing a close friend because that's exactly what it was a father a friend um and an idol for a lot of people well and I, yeah and i think a lot of it too is these musicians they're in the public eye and music is there to be shared you know in by the musicians and the fans and 
when you lose somebody like that, you have to, there's such a public element to the mourning, which is something that I can't relate to and can't comprehend. Right. Like, you know, you're grieving, you lost one of your brothers for the last 25 years. And that night there were 17,000 other people that felt like they had lost a family member and you have to simultaneously, you know, bring yourself to finding some closure, celebrate your friend, but also be there for the people that, that are bearing witness to it. And I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how those musicians were able to do it. Um, I don't know how people are able to perform in those circumstances. Dude, I, I think it was so cool. We got to see like all of those big celebrities just be normal people for a little bit and yeah. mourn on this guy that opened a lot of their hearts. It was just so crazy. Yeah, I had a moment, I mean, like I said, right in the beginning, I was just like, I couldn't believe that we were there. Right, like I mean, obviously getting the tickets was special, but and Adam was you were sitting next to me, and you're just like, like what did you? He's like, what did you bring me to? And I was like, dude, I, I was like, I don't even know what I got. I don't even know what we just got into. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like honored to be there, and I was absolutely floored for you know the first twenty minutes of the show. Just like this is gonna because and you, Chris, you brought up a good point too. Like you know when people die of old age, it's, it's very sad, but it's different than when you lose somebody like midlife and, and to certain circumstances. And that's what happened. Like it was, and people don't just get tribute shows like this. I mean, that was, that's not, you know, I mean, Cornell had a great a one, but you, you know, yeah. Like, I mean, you know, getting ahead, like Rush came on and played and obviously we lost Neil Peart like two and a half years ago. Yeah. Um, and that was one of Taylor's idols, obviously, because one of the best drummers of all time. And he didn't even have a, a tribute to him. Like, right. you know, I mean, he didn't even have, and he's like, I mean, you know, Taylor is incredible and a showman in so many ways, but Neil was yeah, Neil just a was virtuoso. The, guy, the, the drummer's like, drummer in yeah, a way. Yeah, he, and, everybody and regards him as one of the highest, and he didn't even have like a show. Prince. Right, exactly. Like yeah, just pure icons yeah. of the music world. And it's, yeah, yeah and it, it's, it's just one of those things that no matter who you talk to, these people, nobody has a bad thing to say about them and, and everybody you you can just you could just tell the way people were playing the the, the oh, way they were performing the way they were talking about taylor just how how much he meant and that's something that um you kind of you kind of lose sight of i think in the in the shock of the morning you know when when somebody immediately passes away and then when it, you take time to settle in and start to listen to the stories and start to listen to people explain what someone like taylor hawkins meant to them um that's what makes it really really special and that yeah. kind of you know, makes it sink in a little bit more. Yeah. I can already tell this episode is going to be just like the show. It's going to go a little bit longer. We're going to have, we're going to have our moments. It's going to be a long night. It's going to be, it's <laughs> going to be a long night. So we got plenty of drinks on deck. Um, and I think that we're pretty much going to go. I took some notes during the show that obviously the lineup and the set list came out. So we do, or I think we're going to pretty much go through and, and talk about each, each, you know, each performance and go through. And um, so, you know, buckle in, you know, if you guys weren't there, we're going to do our best to give you uh, a really good synopsis. And, you know, the first one, like, Joan Jett came out, or I guess after Violet, the first first band was Joan Jett, yeah. uh, Travis Barker, and The Foo. And this is the first time, so Travis Barker was a very influential drummer um, for me growing up. Incredible Blink-182, love him. And and he played he played two songs, they played two songs together, um, and then he played one at the end. And, you know, I love Travis Barker, but... Um, some of the the other drummers like there were some really incredible per performances that went on and like travis he he actually like i mean he was incredible of course but like it was no comparison. it was yeah it was kind of like it just it just it almost 
he was an opener. Yeah, he was yeah, the like opener. What, what exactly. environment? What exactly. environment like, will Travis Barker be the first person on the stage at seven o'clock? Right. You know, and he'll be done by seven ten. Concert went right, yep. and he came on. And I was like, I was like, holy shit! And I was like, yeah. who is gonna? Who's gonna sit behind that kit? Who's yeah. gonna come? Like we're starting with Joan Jett and Travis Barker on drums. Like, what is what is to come? And I know um, the lineup was a little bit different from the London show. And um, I believe the the docket didn't list everybody that actually ended up playing that night. So it was just like one of those things where you were just constantly thinking when they were shifting, when, you know, the musicians would finish their, their couple of songs, they drop their guitars and, you know, people come out and, and change for the next one. It's like, who's going to come out next? Like, right. that was the hard was thing. The like, how do you, how do you yeah, time yeah. the bathroom breaks? How do you oh, time yeah. the runs to go get some more drinks? It's like you just don't know what you're going to miss and not you don't know who you're going to miss and you don't know what songs you're going to miss because you don't know what they're going to play. The greatest thing about that was if you were, if you left the stadium, you could still hear everything on the yeah. speakers and like three seconds into the song, you're like, I got to go. Yeah. Because <laughs> you don't know who's coming up and like as soon as you hear the voice, like they, all the, all of the acts were just that known mm -hmm. right as soon as it came up you were like yeah Shit, I well I, I ended up in a situation like that where i ran to go use the restroom and then connor texted us he's like miley cyrus is on right <laughs> now she miley, yeah, yeah like she like she just popped on and she was singing photographed by deaf leopard and yeah. i was like oh shoot no. i gotta get back and see this you know it's like it was so hard to miss and everybody at the show even in the lines for the bathroom and every everybody was so nice and they were so kind to one another which is not you know, it's not a given nowadays. So, but it was, but like, yeah. like, like Dave said a lot. Like everybody was there for the same reason. Everybody, and that's why I love concerts. We talked about this before. Like, you know, your love for a certain music is the same as everybody else in that venue at that time. Yeah, which is like really special. Yeah, right. and all ages too. I mean, I saw I saw kids who couldn't have even been ten years old who were there. You know, their parents had brought them. There were people much older than us who were there. The, the people behind us are probably a couple of women in their 50s or 60s. And at one point, they, you know, they tapped us on the shoulder and they said, it's so cool that, you know, these musicians are playing songs that we grew up listening to in the 70s and you guys are here and you're just as affected by it. Right, right. It's like the common denominator that, that Taylor, Taylor was to bring people like that together is really, really cool because there's not many other circumstances that that diverse of a group of people with that diverse of a group you know, set of circumstances and experience all come together, and you know, it's in a harmonious, peaceful, yeah, way. yeah. In a good it's setting, a good yeah. Form of art to do such a thing. So after after Joan Jett came on, they played like two songs: "Bad Reputation" and uh, yeah. what was the other one? Uh, I love rock and roll. Cherry bomb. Cherry bomb was first, and then um, Chevy Metal came on, <laughs> and Chevy Metal is. Um, I, I just remember they had uh, also John uh, John Davison come on, who's the singer for Yes. They played uh, "Owner of a Lonely Heart," and I remember best friends with Taylor. Yeah, childhood, childhood best yeah. friends. And I just remember um, standing there and being like, "Damn, I love rock and roll," you know, because I've been to a lot of oh, like, sweet. I've yeah. been to, I've been yeah. to a lot of like so alternative cool. and like rock, other rock shows or indie. Sure. And all of a sudden, I realized I was like, "This is going to be a rock concert." Yeah, I was like, "We have legends in the right. building. Like, this is going to be just shredding, just performance, and like." Like big names, it's not like, you know, it's just. I mean, I, we love the small bands. We talk about like going to the smaller shows and stuff. But all of a sudden, it was like, damn, we are in the like, 
even Chevy Metal, like I said, it was just like, it was rock and roll. And I was like, wow. It was cool. I, I was like, I forgot how much I love rock and roll. In <laughs> yes, a way. I mean, I was just like, I was like, this is going to be so, so cool. The vibes are cool because it wasn't a popularity contest. No. And there, right. it wasn't it was a competition. Cool. Right. And, there was no competitive. And there were, there were probably over a dozen drummers that. <laughs> Except that, for Sebastian Bach. Right. He, exactly. it was, he came on. He's like, give a, give a round of applause for Taylor. Don't give a round of applause for me. <laughs> he, he was the only one that said yeah. that. It was so and he ripped. Cool, he ripped. Yeah. Everybody else is so humble, though. Right, and and all of these and, and musicians, anybody in the public eye, there's got to be an element of having an ego. I think that helps to make you successful. But to see people put that aside, and there's no competition. I mean, there, you know, a dozen and a half, maybe more drummers that that sat down at that kit that night, and they were all there for the same purpose, and they all play differently. And there's obviously differing levels of you know how skilled they might be technically, or or how revered they are in the in the music community. But it was. It was just so cool. Everybody brought their own taste and made their own uh, made their own mark on that show, which was really cool. Because when you put it all together, it's you know we're a couple of days on the on the back end of it now, and it's still kind of hard to yeah. hard to comprehend. It's like what did I just see? Yeah. And and I was I was talking to Ethan before we hopped on, and like it's a good thing that one you made the notes, and number two we were able to find a set list on the internet because I I forgot some some of the performers oh, already. Yeah. Like it's just there was just so much in those six hours and. It's hard, you know, it's hard to take it in and, and be objective about it. Yeah, it's like being, it was like being drunk, but you weren't drunk. It was, it was <laughs> yeah, just, you were It's like a fever dream. Yeah, it's just such a good feeling. It's like it comes back to you in bits mm-hmm. and pieces. Yeah. You know? So then the last part of, of Chevy Metal's set, uh, Kesha came out. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, every, I mean, Kesha Got is a, hot. well, and she started singing and, I, I was I was really blown. She still got it. She still got some pipes yeah. on her. She really can sing, and she was rocking and rolling. And um, it was it was really funny. She she brought light to a situation. So, Adam, I feel like I feel like I want I want to I want to pass it over to you. So you want to explain what happened here? Oh, the, the story of, of Kesha. Yeah, we had a good old fashioned wardrobe malfunction. You know me, it was like Janet. A, I love a good you know double decker story. <laughs> um, so yeah, she fucking was wrapping up her first song. Heroes, May, yeah, May, hero. He, he was Great. heroes by Bowie. Yeah. It was so. It was such such a. Be- I mean, because one day and Taylor yeah, loved she Bowie. Was a hero yeah, yeah. So she came out and she was she was wearing she was, my hero. She was wearing this like fishnet and like uh, like a, a long yeah you know coat or something some like sort that. of fashion yeah. device. It was yeah. Like a see-through <laughs> netting shirt. And like halfway through her song, like and a sequin her top. top. Her top like and fell off. Yeah, she was just for one day, and the bikini just came right yeah. off. And like, and then the shirt was see through. Yeah. Sure. And then she finished the song. And she was like, uh, "Well, she's like, I, I, I just like, I feel like I need to make light of this." She's like, "Obviously, you can see, like, my boobies are out." Are <laughs> she's out. like, "My tits are out." She's like, "But Taylor would have loved this." Yeah. And she's like, "Taylor would have thought this was hilarious." So and she's her- like, "We're gonna play another song. Try not to be distracted by my tits, <laughs> if you can." Just gonna keep going. And we're all like. Rock and roll. Yeah, let's do it. That's okay. rock. That's rock and roll. Rock and roll. And she played the whole next song, and it was just like, I don't know. It was just like it just showed you that anything was about to happen. Yeah. No, there were n- no way you could predict what was happening next. Yeah, and, and like I said, she killed it. I mean, her out for over five <laughs> minutes of that show, and she was killing With it. Arms up and out and wide, and just letting it fly. It was good. It was good. It was just my favorite part. <laughs> oh <my God>. Absolutely, <laughs> it was good. 
And then the next my new favorite song. Yeah. Um, and then after that, the Coattail Riders came out and played a few songs. And yeah, again, just rock and roll. It was one of Taylor's bands, and those guys uh, weren't messing around. They just ripped. They just ripped a few songs. I'm, uh, I'm not even sure how many they played. They were just. I think. I, I think I had to pee really bad at this point. I, like, I had to go. Yeah. 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 They they were in they it for a, a little bit. Yeah. They were so good though. Like, yeah. Yeah. Didn't want them to stop. You know, like that's how every act was. Though. After that, Joe Walsh came out. James Gang. That was the cool part. They had said that the James Gang hadn't played for like ten or fifteen, 15 years. years. And you know, when Dave Dave was saying, you know beforehand when they were organizing this he was making calls and seeing if people wanted to and and you know he called the james gang camp and probably <laughs> joe and they were like fuck yeah like we want to come out and play this like we we haven't gotten together and played together in 15 years right, but yeah. we have to be here and we have to do this yeah. for taylor and yeah. mm-hmm. it's just it, there were so many things like that where you know people that hadn't played together in a while people that hadn't played together ever yeah. Um, yeah. playing songs they haven't played in forever you know the, the, they were all there to do that and all of like the pop and circumstance or the technicalities of all oh, like we don't normally play this well everything was on the table and every combination of musician was on the table every band they they were you know all bets were off it was really right. really really cool yeah not only does that kind of show up open opportunity for us to see a once in a lifetime thing but for like miley pink those types of artists to get to do a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Yeah. And once-in-a-lifetime collaborations, too. Like, yeah, these people I mean, don't yeah. share the stage with these with these They're other musicians ever. Yeah. We'll never set stage again, right. some of them, you know? Like, yeah. Um, so, the, the, the kind of the flow, there's a few times where, the you know, the full bands were able to come up. But most of the time, Dave, um, Pat Smear, and Chris all played. The, the Foo Fighters were in the back, and they just yeah. rotated the drummer with, and then a lead singer. And so Dave was out there like the whole time. Um, at one point, him, he was a busy that man. Was, that yeah, with the coattail riders. I mean, I mean, Chris Chaney came out and played the drums, and then Dave also played in tandem. And that was really cool because that's not. Set? Yeah. The the, yeah, the mini set. Well, no, that one, they had two drum sets set up at all times. So they were back and forth. Um, and and yeah, they, he brought up the mini set and was playing that for, I can't, I can't remember exactly what song it was. So he was playing sick keyboard too for, I think, a yes song. Yeah. It's funny, like we were, we were standing there, and like I, I started to get tired at points. I'm like, you know what? I can't be tired because Dave is like emceeing this thing, and he's playing for probably cumulatively four hours of the six hours, and probably and he's more. Just, yeah, yeah, playing his heart out. Like I can't be tired if Dave's still up there doing what he does. Exactly. Like, oh, I, and I, I gotta stay in the game. And that's the best part about the Foo Fighters is every show is like. I mean, we went to a show in Cuyahoga Falls um, a couple years ago, and it may be it, you know other than this one. This one's hard to compare to other concerts, but. That was one of the best shows I've ever been to because we were in the back and Dave was just, he, I remember he was like, have you, anybody seen us before? And everybody's like, Ugh. he's like, well, we sucked back then. He's like, we're way better now. And he's like, you guys are going to get, you guys are going to get the best show ever. And like, they made us in the back feel like we were right there. Him yeah. and him and Taylor were yeah. going back and forth and, and they can, the food can cover anything. And they proved it tonight because they played all of these songs. Um, just incredible and the next one that next one that comes up i know chris has a lot to talk about here because uh josh homie came out them crooked vultures were back <laughs> with a special guest on bass an absolute legend john paul jones was playing the bass josh homie was singing they covered an ellen john song uh yellow goodbye uh, yellow goodbye brick yellow road, brick road which and I, don't, I, don't know, josh, I don't know why josh homie would would sing that but it was awesome 
It was so cool. And I, I saw Elton John earlier this year and he played that naturally. And I was like, I was sitting there and he started playing. I'm like, what, what's going on right now? Like, why, why is this happening? But it was, it was just perfect. But it was kind of cool because you like the musicians, they were able to kind of let their hair down a little bit and do different things. And, you know, certainly there were some surprises later on in the show, um, you know, with what, what people were deciding to perform. But I mean, that was, that was, that was so cool. You know, like, like we were saying earlier, Adam, just these people are, collaborating with people that you'd, you'd never be on the stage with playing right. songs you'd never play with these people yeah. dude it was uh it was very interesting i liked it yeah. um the, just the fact that like yeah they got to play with people that they've been growing up listening to and yeah and this was the cool thing about going to the show for me with you know three of my really good friends in the sense that like once you recognize what's happening like you turn to your friends you're like oh shit like look who's up there like look what song they're playing like this is awesome yeah. like, like i because, never thought that i was going to hear wolfgang so the next this is this is when the show really started to get moving yeah so this right is here. song song number 18 according to the set list where wolfgang van halen came out <laughs> and they played it was Wolfgang, uh Josh Freeze, Justin Hawkins, and Dave Grohl, and they played Rit. Panama and and Hot for and Teacher. Hot for teacher. And like we've been we've been saying, if your name is Wolfgang Van Halen and you're you related to Eddie, you, you, you can't better play guitar, be, you better kill vampires. Yeah, Van Helsing. <laughs> and man, I remember Panama it was Panama and Hot for Teacher, and I was like, those and they like and I said this a lot. I wrote it down, and I was like, that's the best song of the night. Yeah. Panama was incredible. The crowd was really getting going. Everybody was like in that sweet spot, and it was just yeah. rock and roll. Yeah, that and, whole set list was designed very well. Oh, it was yeah, very I well know, thought like out. The, like the order, right? Just the thought that goes into it. But for me, like when when That's Wolfgang I, came out, we kind of walked a little bit of a gauntlet. And if you listen to this show, you know we have um, we have differing opinions sometimes on on hair metal. And and we went through the gauntlet. We had. We had Van Halen songs, we had Def Leppard, and we had right. Motley Crue. That was the lineup. That, that's back. how they went. Yep. Right exactly. in a row. It's like they were trying to kill me. Like, but <laughs> I loved it. You know, I I don't like Motley Crue, but when they came on, I I don't love Def Leppard, and Van Halen's crazy. never really been my bag. But it was it was electric. It was so it was so cool. Yeah, Dude, yeah. It was just nostalgic. I think. It was just yeah. Yeah, so then Def Leppard, they played Rock of Ages with, and it was, it was Def plus Foo Fighters. And then the next song was Photograph, and that's when Miley came out. No, and so Miley Cyrus, um, she sang at the Chris, the Chris Cornell tribute. Yeah, and, yeah and she may be like, uh, you know, there was, some, there was some pushback last time and this yeah. time. But, you know, she's a megastar, and she was unintroduced and left the stage like it, it was casual. Yeah, she, she just I mean, popped up. I just and, think she didn't want to make a big deal. About right, it, so. which is cool. Yeah, yeah which was which is that her. exactly. Put the egos aside and you there go. There were a lot of acts that did that. They just kind right. of like were like, "Thank you," and just walked off, because like, mm-hmm. they were just being so modest. Because of the, the and then what it was. Right, and then Motley Crue came on. Motley yeah, Crue came on. Motley Crue came on, and uh, I think we talked about. So we've talked about it a few times. I mean, that maybe we don't love Motley Crue, but I have a soft spot. I have a soft spot, and I was really hoping for <laughs> Home Sweet Home to come on. And they and delivered. God willing, they delivered. And it came on, and like I said, we used to, we played this song um, back in high school. It was one of, the, one of the rock songs. It was a great closer, the piano, all that stuff. And uh, that's when we, 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 I had to go, we had to go hand in hand. I that's put my arms. Yeah. That's when we, I, I was like, you know, this is just a moment. So we put our hands around each other. The whole stadium was kind of rocking back and forth. 
and everybody was singing and it was just it was unreal and that's when the ladies the ladies behind us took this awesome awesome video <laughs> it was sweet <laughs> an awesome video of us just like swaying back and forth and just being like in the moment yeah, sure. and that's when they we, we talked to them in between uh in between molly and the next sure. band and and that was that was pretty special. That like I, that I wrote, I wrote it down. I was like that was the, that was the best performance so far. Yeah. yeah. And we were like 25, 25 songs in, I think. Yeah. All around, like up to the fucking lights that they were rocking to, man. Like, mm-hmm. The amount of shit that they put into that, that was so good. Yeah, shit. it was it was really really awesome. And then yeah. Josh Homie came back out again yep. for for shake it, shake it up and then um and this is good yeah. because um i was i was texting my dad at this time because he's he's an old rocker he's back on the east coast and it's probably i don't know 10 30 11 o'clock west yes. coast time yeah. maybe, maybe a little bit before that so it was getting, getting late, late. It was it was getting still late. Up, and i said the cars i was like the cars are out and it was um yeah, <laughs> it was elliot elliot easton the the guitarist and because he was like what song are they playing he's like you know because the Two of the members of the cars passed away and he's like you know like the cars like no one ever no one ever covers them and that's yeah. you know that was cool because um you know it just showed how much taylor loved music no yeah. just music in general like you know and yeah i mean yeah i love the cars but just like you know you were getting people that um you know Not normally it was yeah, so like, diverse yeah. yeah and and it tested my knowledge as a music fan and you know, we've always said on the show, like, we're, we're fans, like, we're not authorities on any of this yeah. stuff. And, like, there were a lot of times, like, people come up, like, who is that? Like, I don't know who that is. And that's just, like, how diverse Taylor's circle was right. and how diverse his influences were. It's like, I didn't I didn't know. Some of these people came out, I'm like, who is that? Like, what? why are they here? Like, what what, what bands do they play in? Yeah, the way for the intros. Yeah, them. I had to a couple and times. And they did every time, which was really nice. And then yeah. Queen. How about a twist on that? Like, Yeah, that was cool later on the show. I would have never thought that. Yeah, there were so many, so many groups that just came out that you wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't have expected to see. And, and but the next, I would say the next one coming out, if you know, just keep it chronological. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it was Nancy Wilson, and it was a heart. You know, they played Barracuda, and they were like, yeah. "Who else? To, who else better to sing Heart than the one and only Pink?" And then that's when Pink, Pink came out. Yeah. Pink was out there a lot. Pink was out there a lot. She this is her first fucking one. Murdered she it. it. So good. Yeah, she made it work. It's so funny too because like we're all the same age. And like when we were kids, I remember like Sober was one of her big songs, and uh, the, some of the names are escaping me. But I remember she was like, like top pop top forty pop musician, and like she she crushed those songs. Like I was really She's impressed. I was really yeah. impressed because I mean I hadn't. I hadn't thought about Pink since I was right. since I was 13, listening to listening to the radio right. on my way to like eighth grade. Um, like you forget about that, and I mean she's you know 10, 15 years older right. from that time, and she she can she can sing. Right, she, she's oh, yeah. in your realm of like uh, like Katy Perry. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, like, like, like I kissed a girl, like right. all that stuff. But yeah. in reality, she's like in that same boat as like Kelly Clarkson. Or, yeah. Singer. Yeah, and I always I always forget that. Like even like Lady the, Gaga, right? Yeah, like, just so so. Barracuda talented. was like it was probably I, I I wrote down top ten, but at the time, but probably finished top top fifteen. Played yeah. Zombie, so bad. Oh, okay, that some cranberries. I wanted cranberries. That was, that was, that's so cool. That been so cool. Yeah. After that, though, we had a um, the great Stuart Copeland. Well, I was say this is head. yeah, this was uh really special because yeah, Stuart. I mean, Stuart Copeland is. He's, Again, he's the musician's guy. musician. Yeah, like just one of the best drummers that you could bring out. And, you know, after, you know, 
just taking the whole concert and the whole he was a top it was a top three drummer for me yeah. you know later Rufus Taylor did an incredible job well, with the, the thing, food not but I knowing feel what like, was going to come next I mean he he came on for the 27th song of the night you know so that's what I was about like, to just say like I think that's when I turned to Ethan was like all right end of the first quarter maybe the first yeah. half but it feels like the first quarter yeah it's like we'll take our water breaks TV yeah. timeout and we'll just keep keep rolling with yeah. it but he was he was impressive yeah they played um next to you and every the every little thing she does is magic and he just performed beautifully it was just so crisp yeah. and it was a lot of fun yeah. and that was i was i was i knew right away i was like that i was like taylor would have loved that yeah. something something for me that i thought about a lot that night and i, I think i spoke to you guys about it too is like a lot of these musicians the older ones they're in their 60s early 70s mid 70s late 70s it is wild to me the ability that they still have at that age and the dexterity and the strength and the precision to perform these songs and a lot of the lead guitarists that were out there there were there were some old people out there and the fact that they're still able to play that well um as as somebody who fucks around with a guitar from time to time and like i don't know i'm horrible at it like i don't know these guys are these guys are old and they're still able to play so well and and drumming Drumming is a very physical thing to do. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Stuart, you know, these guys can go out there and still play and just tear the house down is something I always think about. And it's like they can do at that age what so many people are incapable of doing. It's just like when you have a gift, you have it. Yeah. You know. I think it, yeah, when Stuart came out and they played those, I was like, at that moment, I realized that you know, we, you know, we were getting the hits. You know, oh, yeah. We were getting the hits from all the best bands. And it was one of those things where like, you know, if you if you wanted to have a bucket list of people that you wanted to see, songs that you wanted to hear, we we were at the right show. We, yeah, one and, concert away. Yeah, yeah, and like sometimes maybe we didn't get the song exactly that we wanted. You know, because like, right. Queen has a ton of songs that I wish would have. So like, how do you pick hear. when you have you have time exactly. for three songs and you have like you have ten hits that are instantly recognizable anywhere in the world? Um, and 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 what you were just talking about, Ethan. It kicked in for me the next performance right. when Alanis Morissette came out, and everybody knows Alanis um, hired Taylor to be the touring drummer back in the mid '90s for for her when she was one of the biggest acts in the world, and and how important that was for Taylor's career, and how special of a time that was, and yeah. and that was incredible. And obviously, there's one song that she had to play, and she yep. played it, and she killed it, and it was "You Ought to Know," and that was one of the highlights for me from the night. That's yeah, she was. Yeah. She was she was really good and that's when Chad Smith came out the drummer from the Chili Peppers yeah. and he he played a large role in the in the second half of the show because him and Taylor were uh, really close and yeah. and that was one of the big big performances of the night that I think the whole crowd was anticipating because she was on the bill right, right. she wasn't at Wembley um so you knew you knew she was going to come out you didn't know when and when she came out and they started playing that song everybody that was one that people have been waiting for for yeah. the you know the three hours preceding that. So when it finally happened, it was just this big crescendo, and it was such a such a cool moment. Yeah, it was it was really good. Yeah. She still really rocks. Good. Yeah, she still rocks. And then <laughs> so after that, we had yeah the legend Sebastian Bach. <laughs> Sebastian came on from Bach, Skid Row, I believe, and uh, and Lars <laughs> and Lars Ulrich was the drummer for Metallica, and I was really excited because I've never seen Metallica, I've never seen Lars play, and uh, you know, I was just really excited to see him. And um, same with Travis Barker, like they they kind of both played, and I was I wasn't unimpressed, but like I remember like they went through, and I was like I was like it's amazing that these two guys I know are not going to be like at my, my at the top when, at the top performers when I'm done. And they played, I mean, like it was funny because Sebastian, I don't, I don't know how old he is, but 
he was like he had the long hair and was doing the he- like the heavy head banging to their two songs like Supernaut and something else and um I mean it was really good but you know because I was like dude I kept going to Chris I was like he still he still got it you know yeah but um yeah Lars was he was really good I wish I wish some they would have played some Metallic or some head you know or Headfield would have came out but you know why he would have well that was the, that was the weird thing for me and i was talking about this earlier with motley crew there was a lot of music that any other any other time and place it doesn't it doesn't wind my clock at all it doesn't doesn't wet my whistle right but i mean when these guys i don't really like metallica that much but when lars came i was like hell yeah lars like let's oh, yeah. do it like this is awesome i think there was just that so like i was gonna say like you guys are totally right they weren't playing those popular songs that everybody wanted to hear because they were playing like Taylor's favorite songs, and that's yeah. why I think it hit so hard. Is because they reminded us of all of that. Like yeah. every time they came up, and that's a good like, point. Something I forgot these are about. Songs, and yeah. then you were just like, "Wow, okay, this is one that's going to connect." Yeah, and that happened many, Taylor, yeah. many times. They would come yep. on, and they were like, "This and is this would be was like, one of Taylor Taylor's would have loved this." Yeah. yeah, let's do this. So that that and built the bridge right away mm-hmm. before the song even started. Yeah. After this, um, you know, there was some time, and it went dark. And all of a sudden, some this man walked out onto the stage, <laughs> and all of, a, all of a sudden, I hear from from the side from two two people down. Yeah. Connor was like, "Yes!" And he was like, "Oh!" He was like, "Yeah!" And it was Jack Black Jack came out in his, in his Black. glory, and he was like, "Now he's like, you know, just you know, setting up the crowd, talking and." You know, Connor's freaking out. He's like, well, you know. Tenacious D's going to be here. Is Kyle, Gass, is Kyle Gass coming out? Like, I'm going to get some Tenacious D. And um, sadly, all he did was intro the next band. But he's, you know, he talked about how he saw Taylor. Sadly, the band he Well, I would say not sadly because the band was, is one, is a le- you know, absolute legends. And we talked about it a little bit before. But he's like, you know, this is one of Taylor's favorite bands that we watched them play in the stadium and we also like you know taylor was in the crowd for this band playing and it was rushed so getty lee came out <laughs> and obviously we didn't have neil so if you so the first drummer was dave um dave played danny carey and then uh who was it's, the third it one it's crazy because uh, like dave like you think dave Grohl is like the highlight of everything yeah these he plays these bands and you're just like Wait, Dave's playing with them? Yeah. I didn't even re- realize it yeah. until the end of the song. Yep. And that's something I think about, too, because, like, the way we feel about being able to see Dave Grohl perform, yeah. like, for him, I mean, he's a, he's, he's, a, he's a music icon. He's played with everybody. I can't imagine that the aura of playing with Getty Lee, for example, will ever wear off for those people who shared the stage with him that yeah. night. Like, the way we feel about seeing Dave yeah. or seeing those combinations, they feel that way about who they're sharing the stage with. And it's just, like... I mean, your so hero, cool. your heroes are your heroes, and they're your heroes for life. And the fact that you know Dave was able to play with with Getty yeah. on some Rush song, I mean, that's yeah, and they we played were there for right, it. yeah, <laughs> crazy. They played, uh, yeah, they played twenty one twelve part one overture with Chat uh, with Dave, and then Working Man with Chad Smith on drums, yeah. and then they played Y Y Z with Danny Carey from uh, from Tool, cool. yeah. And he, he was he was really good. I mean, Dave actually. I mean, the overture. Dave Dave like crushed it. I was like, oh shit. Like I was. I remember thinking to myself, I was like, wow, Dave still really, well, that's the really, crazy really, thing really fucking good. That at was drums. um, yeah. obviously. That, that was the only song that Danny Carey played that night, wasn't mm-hmm. it? I'm pretty like, sure. Th- that, that's the crazy thing. Like Danny Carey, one of the greatest drummers. It's all, like I don't mean this 
uh, pejoratively, but it's almost like an afterthought. Like you forgot that he was there. It's like, oh, which song was he on? Like it was, he was just on there for five minutes. Yeah. You know, the fact that Danny Carey was at a show and his job only lasted for five minutes. Crazy. That was cool. I, I like watching, just seeing Getty Lee, knowing that like I'm never going to see Rush. Right. Ever. Yeah, you can. Again. Yeah. Like, and you can. You can't see it in the original lineup. And it's just like. And Getty still like, yeah, got this it. Is, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. We're watching history just right in front of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was awesome. The next one, this is one that was highly anticipated. Oh, my gosh. By Chris and I. We were like, <laughs> I, was, when? I, I, I was pissing everybody off that I was with. I was like, oh, like, when is, when, when, when's Kim Thiel? When's Matt Cameron going to come out? When is it going to happen? Every single time they were changing the gear. I was like, oh, Soundgarden, it's going to come soon. And. Finally, at this point in the show, my my prayers were answered. They did not disappoint. They really did. So it was Kim, Matt, Matt Cameron, Chris Novoselic, Chris, Chris Novoselic on the bass, and, and Chris doesn't like. I mean, he doesn't come out and play like all that. the time. Yeah, anymore. I mean, yeah. It, it pretty, you know, which is cool. It was really cool to have. I, we loved to hear a Nirvana song. They didn't they didn't give us any, which is fine. Yeah, and then Taylor Momsen came out and played, uh, sang vocals. Yeah. And I mean, she's a rock star. She played. She played yeah. the Cornell tribute as well. Yep, she did. And um, yeah, and we got "Day I Tried to Live" in "Black Hole Sun." Uh, you know, two of the best Soundgarden yeah, songs. Like, and oh, with Taylor Taylor Momsen, like I don't love the Pretty Reckless. Like I, I don't love the music, but her voice unbelievable. And another thing, like Soundgarden for Taylor, those are some of her heroes. And you know, she's collaborated with them in the past a couple of times. And I think, like I said, any opportunity that they get to do that, it's probably like you're awestruck that you know you're right. actually there. Like I feel like if I was there, you're just like you're on stage, like you just momentarily black out for the time that you're out there, and you get out, you get in the back room, you're like, what what just happened? You know. And it's funny because we had we had Kim and Matt, but then we also had you know Dave and Pat also played. So Dave, Pat, and Chris. So we were missing. We basically had you know it was a combination Nicholas of and Kurt. Yeah, yeah. We were, it was Nirvana and the Soundgarden together with yeah. Taylor singing. All surviving cool. Nirvana members. So that's the closest there. that we're ever going to be able to see right um, Nirvana. Yeah. Closest we're going to be able to see Soundgarden. So that was really special. Um, you know, we love Soundgarden. Obviously, here everybody does. Yeah. Um, that's listening to, listening Bible. to this podcast. So that was special. That was. That was a good one. That was that was a that highlight. Was a that one. was a highlight for that's me. That's when you, that's that's I mean that's pretty much when you was like okay like the big guns are out. Now we're getting into the grunge. Now we're yeah. getting into you know yeah. the you know we're getting to the latter half of the show. Yeah, the gloves yeah. are coming off. That was halftime, even though it was a little bit past halftime. Right, and that's when Queen came out afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So then Queen came up, and um, you know Taylor was a really you know he was a really big Queen um, guy. He loved the stadium songs. He loved. Like so just the crowd the, control. Oh no! They showed the video later. Right? Yeah, the, I think yeah. The they video sprinkled was in the Foo Fighters. They set. sprinkled in a few videos. I kind of wish they did a little bit more yeah, of the behind the scenes stuff and a little like a little maybe a little bit more storytelling. Yeah, I I think I think they knew the show was going to be long already, so they didn't want to like talk too much. Just wanted but, to rock. But I think as fans, we kind of all wanted that because you know. You know, we, it's funny. We sat down with we sat down. We actually visited Chris Cafaro. Shout out Chris Cafaro, really good friends of ours, um, from the page. You know, obviously, he lives in Hollywood, so we went and hung out with him today a little bit. Yeah, and that's Hollywood, baby. And we, me and Chris, talk about it, like this is the you know, you know he shot everybody. He shot you know Kermit, everybody on that stage right? basically. So he's the closest we're going to be to meeting Kurt. You know, he's we're one person removed, and he has like actual personal stories with these people. And that's what I was thinking about. Like when I went, when I, when Dave is talking, I'm like, Dave spent a lot. Like when he gives a story, like 
that's like you talking about your best friend. Right. It's so not I like wanted us more talking about it. Yeah, you it's know? not us talking about it. Like, I wanted more of that. And, like, so when it was funny, when we we're talking to Chris today, like, I'm trying to ask the right questions where he's going to, like, give me something that I'm not going to find on the internet. And I really wanted a little bit more of that from the show. Like, they did a good job, but they also, like, they knew it was going to be a long fucking show. So they were like, you know, let's just let's just play some rock and roll. Let's so just do it. It was good. It, you know, it was really good. I, I just wish we had a little bit more, but they, they did a good job nonetheless. Right, right. No, they didn't stray too much from the plan. Yeah. They pretty much stuck to it and didn't... Not to say that they didn't give us a, our own little personal show, but because the, they definitely did. For they, sure. I mean, they, they definitely had, stuck to the plan and, and, and you know, did and they, what they came to do. Shout out to the sound crew and the people because they there was no oh mess ups. Gosh, no, there was, was really, a well-oiled, there was, well-oiled the operation. The only mess ups may have been like the singers forgetting a couple of just because they were in so all of what they yeah. were letting the crowd sing, you know. You know? Yeah, like, oh, that that's what they said. You know, that's what they yeah, were like. Yeah. Hold the but mic. Like, out. It, it, Classic. It easy. Because they were messing up. I don't think it was just because because they didn't know the lyric. Because everybody knew those lyrics. Everybody. Yeah, so exactly. And it Queen. Was, yeah, it was just like them. Just. Yeah, and and I think Queen had the longest set outside of the Foo Fighters, and I don't think that's an accident because you know of how much Queen's music meant to Taylor. And mm-hmm. um, you know when they played under pressure, that was a that was a waterwork <laughs> festival for yep, I think a lot was, of us. Justin Hawkins sang that one. That, you know he's got an incredibly you know from the darkness. He's got an incredible incredible high pitched ability to play to sing that song. And yeah, that was, yeah, that, was that one just because because that was one, you know that's what Taylor would come out and sing. Like he would yeah. that's the one that he would cover and come out from behind the set. And there's no one else in the industry that comes out from behind the drums. That I can think of, you know, there probably is, but like not, not like Taylor, yeah. and so that was that was special. We all we knew that one was coming, mm-hmm. and uh, that was a highlight. That yeah. was a really. And, and by this good. point, it was starting to get a little late. I think it was. It might have even almost have been midnight, and um, we hadn't gotten any Foo Fighters yet. So once <laughs> Queen left the stage, we kind of knew. Just doing the math, we're like, all right, we're five hours in. Chances are, like, we're gonna get some Foo Fighters now, and um, sure enough, that's. Uh, that's what happened after uh, after Queen oh, left and um, yeah. It was... Well, so yeah, they played Under Pressure and then they played Somebody to Love and that's when Pink came back out. Yeah, that one was Somebody to Love was really uh, really fantastic, and then Brian May actually did an acoustic version of Love of My Life and they yeah, they dedicated it to request, Taylor by request of, of Taylor's uh, Taylor's wife. Yeah. Right, and that was the song that they played at their wedding. Yeah, and um, and after that, that she, was she the came only out. acoustic. That, that was the only acoustic song of the night. Um, he so was obviously sad. it was very emotional for him and that was um, you know that's always special when you can bring it down a level um, it was the perfect time for it too yeah yeah when you can like change genres in the middle of a show just, yes. just to pull like on the strings mm-hmm. that's pretty special yeah and that's what they were able to do and yeah. and after that once that finished um, you know Taylor's wife came out and uh, you know, a couple that, was, that was a really cool moment. That's when the video tribute um, jumped in. Yep. That's where they gave like a, it was like a three minute, just behind the scenes stuff, seeing him it's quite a play, yeah, yeah quite seeing him practice, and you know we were all like, you knew that the Foo were coming out, and you knew that um, we were gonna get the songs that immediately makes us think of Taylor on the drums, yeah. right? It wasn't it was normal covers. Kind of coming up. It's one of those times in life where you, you don't know whether to smile so big that your mouth's gonna fall off or yeah. cry so hard that your eyes are gonna pop. Exactly. Out it's like you don't you don't even know how to respond right. to it. Yeah. It's just yeah. So when they came stress. out and they uh, they they started out with uh, all my life, which mm-hmm. 
you know, everybody's singing along, everybody's jumping up and down. It's, you know, you know that you're going to get a healthy, healthy mix of Foo songs. And I think everybody, that was another thing that everybody was waiting for. And as soon as everybody was able to see that it was happening, it kind of kicked it up a notch. Yeah, there was, it was about a 10 set, 10 song set list of the Foo Fighters. And basically the way that it rolled was the Foo were out there. They would bring in a new drummer, introduce them, and then they bring out a new singer and introduce them. Yeah. So um well, and they, they did a lot of singing too absolutely yeah i mean absolutely and then uh the next song was walk and that's where travis barker came out and played another song obviously you know crushed it it's such, such that a, one got me good yeah. when, when walk started it was yeah. so cool the, 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 walk the Foo fighters could have played any song and everybody would have been singing yeah, because it was like oh, that yeah. type of crowd. That's how passionate their fans are. Yeah, yeah. it was pretty cool. Yeah, they're. Yeah, like I mean, they matter. are. They're the. Everybody sang along. They're the top rock band in the last yeah. twenty five years. Oh, easily, yeah. easily. And they have a greatest hits. They talked about that too. Like, you know, we have a greatest hits. Like, we. I think you know. I think it was an interview so listening to from, from Ali uh, Hagendorf. Yeah. Where she's like, you know, they're like, we have a greatest hits already. Like, you know, they have songs that ten years old, critically acclaimed. Yeah, old. 10, 15 years old that people. You know, love to listen to. Um, that was really good. So they played "Walk" by Charles Barker, and on the next one, I know uh, this was great because Matt Cameron came back out. Matt Cameron was back. Matt Cameron was back, and Dave great Dave had a great um, intro and a was, anecdote. Yeah, yeah, and he basically said, "We're gonna play this song. That's not you know we don't usually play live, but Taylor loved it." It's low by Foo Fighters, and he's like, the reason Taylor loved it, he's like, basically, it's just Jesus Christ. Taylor just pose. ripped off the drum to Jesus Christ pose, right? So no better person to play it than Matt Cameron, because like he was building it up so much and didn't reveal the name of it until like the very end. Yeah, and when he did, we're just like, oh, this is not like gonna need a right. Like this is not, song. yeah. Be oh yeah, yeah. Jamming, and that, yeah. And, and they tell you what it was. The whole crowd, was, you know, the whole crowd was like, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a deeper cut. Yeah, it's yeah, a deeper it's like, cut. Right. If there was one Foo song that they played that like not everybody was singing along to, it was, it was this one. one. Yeah, yeah. And for me as a Soundgarden fan, I was like, holy shit! Like I, I don't know that I'd heard this song just before from the Foo Fighters when he Jesus came on. It, it sounded, yeah, it was awesome. And, was and, really and Matt cool. delivered, and you know what? What a what a talented drummer he is. I was so saying, yeah, really Matt cool Cameron is getting I mean, another chance to to hear him that night, which was really cool. Um, and then after that, we went into This Is A Call. And, and just looking at this list, I forgot that Brad Wilk was there. Yep. Rage Against the Machine. He came in and played a song. That was really good. That, that was, I mean, he, he, he I mean, every, all these drummers like played, I feel like a, another level than, I mean, you know, I haven't seen them live, but of course they're going to, they're going to play like incredible for their own stuff, but I feel like they really showed out. And this is this is so much fun um, for everybody, but for me as a drummer, like seeing these guys kind of rotate in. We had really cool. Wilson out there. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Was that next? Yeah, that was. So next. this one was this one was great, and it's so funny. I, I Chris, I have to I have to bring this up. I have to, I, I'm gonna I'll call you out. I'll call your honor to question because <laughs> when we were driving up, I was like, let's play Sky as the neighborhood. And you're like, you know, I remember you being like, yeah, that song doesn't quite do it for me. But I remember we were so they played Sky as the neighborhood. Pat Wilson was on the drums, who they played a few things with. And I remember just seeing, like, Chris, you were getting into it, man. That song, I was, I was that song, because yeah. that song, bang, that's a stadium song. Oh, and yeah. I, under, I understand why, because I saw them play this at in Ohio, and, like, it's one of those ones where, like, when you hear it live and it fills a stadium, it makes so much sense. That song is, that song is a slammer. Yeah. And I'm glad, I'm glad you got to experience that, because I, I think that song is, like, 
it's really it was really cool. It was cool to see. It was cool to have Weezer up there. I wish I would have loved to hear him sing a Weezer song. Yeah, that was awesome. I know you guys you guys love Weezer. So. Oh yeah, back in the day, <laughs> Drew, Drew's produced them back back in the state and then Van, the engineer, Van the engineer, yeah. yeah, yeah, know the difference, Ethan. What the hell? Yeah, no one knows the difference between engineering. <laughs> Nobody knows what mastering, mastering is. Nobody knows what the hell goes on there. That was one of those times where you know, like when you were saying how you wish they they would have played one of those songs. Wish they would have played Hash Pipe. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> Adam, uh, just side note: Do you want do you want to explain why we love hash oh, pipes no, so much? I'll quick, quick. I'll shorten the story a little bit. Yeah, yeah I need it, to hear this. Have you never heard the story, Chris? I don't well, think you I have. know what a hash pipe is. Yeah, dude. In high school, when we sang it, I actually didn't know exactly what it was. Young I, sheltered that's Ethan. How young we were. Yeah, yeah, I was sheltered. There were kids that did not know what it was, but no. In high school, we we uh, played on TV news every once in a while, and this was a special live day. It was right before Christmas break, and they yeah. played music all day on broadcast on the whole high school. And they were like, and we were like the high school band, so they're like, you get the last slot, yep. you get three songs. You're the headliner, and we're like, okay. So we played the two songs we normally play, and then it was the third one. And Adam was like, we should play Hash Bite by Weezer, and Drew was like, that's a good idea. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And I, I was like, I was like, like that's why you don't trust a bunch of seventeen-year-olds <laughs> like, to make a I choice. Like, I was like, hell yeah, I love that song. So we practiced it, and like, the guy, I was in telecom, and C just like trusted us. So we got there, and it was like, yeah, we didn't literally, tell him we were playing the song. Yeah, it was like, literally uh, the, the last. Teacher, that, the teacher, that didn't flip the switch, and even said. Yeah. <laughs> it was literally the last song of the day, and the of, I don't even think we were supposed to play another one. I think we just. No, yeah, I think we got like, we were just like, let's go. We started playing, and they were like, yeah, let's. Hey, when you're up there, it's like you get called their bluff. I They're not going to kick you out. They're so this was great. So off. we start playing. They kept rolling. Yeah. So exactly. we kept. And my, the best part was afterwards. <laughs> afterwards, the the telecom teacher is very. Afterwards, easy. during during the song. What they do? C was getting calls from the. No, VP. that's what I'm saying. He came up and he's like, "Wait, like, what are you guys doing?" He's very. He's very like. Animated. He's like, what are you guys doing? He's like, you need to get me fired. He's like, I had I, Mr. Towers call me. He's like, what do they sing about hash pipe? This and that. <laughs> yeah, Cooper's call me. They're all Let saying about stuff. the hash pipe. And we were just like, yeah, what? Calls from the principal. <laughs> yeah, you get calls from the principals. So I was like, like, did you cut us off? And like, and yeah, no. And we're like, <laughs> like we gotta catch a bus. Like we're out of here. Yeah, we're, we're gone now. We're, we're gone. Our, our, our work. Happy is done. New Year. Drive safe. You know, we're all done here. That was it. <laughs> I think at band practice, I was like, yo, guys, I was like, I was like, like, they they were calling, they were talking about it, and they like, you were like, rock and roll. (laughs) Killed that song, bro. Hell yeah. It was one of our best songs. It was one of our best songs. Damn. Back to the, back, back to the show. Um, Yeah, yeah, Chris, why don't you, why don't you, why don't you set the stage for this? Because this was, this was like. This was the curveball of the night. Yeah. So on on the bill, it said that special guest Dave Chappelle and he opened the Wembley Stadium. Yes. No uh, concert. So. He was he came out and gave a really and I was hoping to hear that. So when he didn't come out in the beginning, I was a little worried. Right. So you were kind of wondering where he was going to fit into the whole thing, and then at this point, and probably 12, 12, 15, 12, 30 in the morning, he comes out and um, they play "Creep" by Radiohead, which apparently, <laughs> apparently, I looked it up. They they had done that before. I guess Dave Chappelle. That's one of us. That's a song that he likes, and he's performed it at some point <laughs> in the past. And I think he's joined the Foos, and he's done it. But 
I didn't know that at the time. I was like, okay, there's Dave. Like, what's gonna go on here? And then you recognize the 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 riff that, that starts creep off, and I was like, all right, I guess creeps happen. And then he started to sing the verse. I was like, all right, he's just fucking around. They're gonna do something else, and he's gonna talk. But he kept going. They he kept going. They played I literally the whole thought the song. same thing. I was like, I was like, I already get like a verse or two. Yeah, I thought it was just like a gag thing. And like, then oh, like, 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 Dave Chappelle's singing creep, but he sang the whole fucking thing. And it was it was, it was really awesome. great because he's like. <laughs> It's like, what the hell am I doing here? I don't belong, I don't belong here. here. And everybody's True. like, yeah. yeah. Like, and he was doing, doing he, was, he was doing this, he was doing the hand motion. He's like, I don't belong here, you know? And yeah. we were just It was dying. really funny, too. Uh, the bridge of that song where they sing run and they hit the high notes. Like, you can't sing, which I can't sing. Like, that seems like it's a difficult thing to do. Um, and, like, I don't think Dave Chappelle can sing that part either, but he no. he tried, <laughs> and seventeen thousand people tried and helped him out. And that that was really cool. I was, I was trying as hard as I could. I was singing that, and it was. Uh, Did you had to? Yeah, you had to. I mean, there's had, nothing better than bringing there. somebody on stage that shouldn't be on, like shouldn't be <laughs> really singing shouldn't, on stage. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Like, please. We had we had a friend that we did that with. Um, we was like, come on, please, like sing Eminem. Like, yeah, play banjo. <laughs> And somehow he did, and we're just like, you know, glad we have that in the memory. Once, you got that a little bit of adrenaline, a little bit of luck, and you can you can make it happen, I guess. Yeah, you, just, you just squeeze him until he breaks. Exactly, yeah. Just, so that, just ring every ounce that you can yeah, get yeah. out of it. That was the um, that was the last of like the lightheartedness that we were gonna get, and like kind of the fun and games. And then you knew time was drawing close because it was it was right. almost one. Actually, after this, I thought yeah, every he, song. Well, we knew Shane was gonna come up and play. Yeah. Uh, play my hero, and we were like. Okay, like when is it gonna be? And we knew that we were, yeah, time was drawing near. Every every song could have been the last. Physical like body motions were getting emotional. You yeah, could, you could feel it. Yeah, like, yeah, because like at, at this point, it's like they had already done the first of the two tribute shows, yeah. and this was the last one. And 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 I'm sure they have some sort of ideas what's you know what's going to come next for the Foo Fighters or you know Dave himself individually it's like but it's like you don't know the last time the next time they're all going to be together playing so you can kind of feel the emotion and the clock's getting closer to one and I think a lot of people have kind of figured it might go six hours I didn't but um you know it was getting close to that six hour mark and you're like which one's going to be the last one and the time's drawing close and it kind of hit that you know the the last four or five songs where like you said, Ethan, it's like which one's going to be the last one? Right. One's going to happen. So after after Dave Chappelle wowed us with some Radiohead, we went into Run, and Omar Hakim was out there, very very revered, and he did a great job. Yeah, um, and then so yeah, and then and then that was one of, that that was yeah, it that was, was cool. extremely. I mean, that's a really hard song to play, super fast paced. Yeah, and, I was going to say that might have been the most underrated performance of the night. Yeah, I mean they they introduced him and like you could tell that people like I mean he's an incredible jazz drummer like people like yeah. should know more yeah. about him but like That's what I mean yeah, underrated. Yeah. yeah, and I mean he just did an incredible job and it was just yeah. it was a really that's just a really strong driving song. Yeah. And he delivered really well. Yeah. yeah. and then we were getting we were getting up the last four songs best of you uh, Rufus Taylor came out and for me for the Wembley show Rufus Taylor was certainly one of the highlights. I think he yeah. you know kind of stole the show for me and he he did a fantastic job with that again. song yeah. yeah he did it again he really did. this one this one was to me this was song number 50 and oh, shit. I know, this <laughs> yeah, is literally exactly. this is literally Sounds song crazy. number 50 and i think it was i think it was the best drum performance of the night i think this is this takes the cake it was i mean best of you is such a beautiful song and the ending, there was a little extended ending where they kept jamming and they let Rufus really go. Yeah. And 
he absolutely crushed it. I mean, and afterwards, like he was, he was, you know, bent over, hands on his face. Like you, he was yeah, emotional. Was emotional. Like he yeah, was emotional. Yeah. Like it was clear that it meant a lot to him, and he left everything out on that kit. He sure yeah. did. Yeah. And that was I was like, this man. I was like, you know, you know, the big thing is like, are the Foo Fighters going to continue to play? And like, if we had to pick, maybe we'll talk about this a little after we get through the set list. But like. You know, is this the, is this the next drummer for the Foo Fighters? Yeah, like is Either he gonna him or fucking Taylor's kid? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Shane's he's sixteen, yep. which is the crazy part. But like, yeah. like Rufus, like, I mean, he can a sixteen year old really I play? Said like, this yet, but it's it's uncanny. If you were to put a video of his kid mm-hmm. and Taylor yeah. playing drums right next to each other, it they look like yeah. they're the, the yeah. same. And, the, and that's like that weird thing. Well, that, that it can't be. It's not empirically proven, but it's just like one of those things when it's in your blood, it's in your blood. Easy. You know, I mean, like Wolfgang. Right. You know, Rufus Taylor's Roger thing. Taylor's son. Right. And then you got Shane Hawkins you on the drums. You grow up around Taylor's these son. things yeah, it's and, and it's, it's in your blood. And and that was the thing. It's unavoidable. Yeah. yeah it's, it's and, just so and with that in mind, it was only fitting that after Rufus left, after Best of You, such a, such you know, a and, and, and Dave was like, you know, He's like, it's been a long night, but you know, I think there's one, one more, more drummer. drummer. And yep. everybody had seen the Wembley Everyone show. Everyone knew. Was there. Everybody knew that that Shane was going to come and out he and had play. Popped, he popped out in the beginning and and like and introduced Chevy Metal. He introduced Chevy Metal. Put yeah. on an eye. And he yeah. was like, I'm really nervous, whatever. And he laughed, and everyone was like, we were just for a 16 really year old kid who was really nervous speaking to introduce the band at 730, <laughs> 7, 17, 000 I don't know what people. happened between yeah. 730 and 1245, but he came out and he owned that stage. And he played two songs, but I mean, my hero, which stole the show, I think at Wembley, it did the same thing again at the forum a couple nights ago. Um, just, so good, just unbelievable. I mean, because and my hero, that like drum that drum, the drum track for my hero is is Taylor Hawkins, right? I yeah. mean, that is like when you when you think of the Foo Fighters and Taylor's stuff. I mean, he, Dave, yeah, Dave, yeah, played, but like Dave the did. way that. I guess I guess more the, is just the way Foo he made Fighters. the performances his own when he performed it's it. It's just it's just the Foo Fighters like it is the drum track that you think That's, of dude, when you you when you solo out though. visually each one of the guys playing that song like yeah. you could see the emotion just vibing mm-hmm. from it like the yeah. words falling off them were crazy and you could tell he was a little he sped it up a little bit he was a little nervous and that was just the cherry on top it was like oh this is it's a like, human performance. Yeah, I mean, the kid lost his father, emotion, lost man. his dad, and this is a. And he can he controlled the pace. Yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah. And then he played. I'll stick around afterwards. <laughs> he played two songs. I'm so glad he played another song. Because yeah. yeah. I, I thought my hero was the last one. Then we got two bonus songs, and I was like, yeah. Yeah. hell yeah! And and you know he just did such a good job, and that was one of the best applauses of the night, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And then. It's a very good conclusion. Yeah. And then the final song of the night, to it's no surprise. Fitting fashion. To no surprise, obviously, we had to hear Everlong. Yeah. And Chad Smith made one more appearance for that. So nostalgic. And I love, I love that um, Chad, Chad Smith was really close with Taylor, and he played, uh, he had a really, when he passed away, he posted a video of all their times together with, um, I believe, my hero in the background. And it was, like, one of the more emotional videos, one of the more emotional, like, tributes that I saw of him, of Taylor and one yeah. of the friends. Sure. And it was it, it made sense that he I mean I, it would have been great if Shane closed it out but like having him play that final song 
made a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Because I was like, these like guys. Like the way I mean, it was supposed to end. Yeah, I mean, because they just, yeah, they were very close and they they bonded over their passion. And I mean, it was, the the, the stadium was, I mean, the stadium was, that last hour, those last 10 songs of the Foo set was, it was at a different level. Yeah. Yeah. I don't throw this word around a lot, but that, that whole show, that concert was just pretty perfect. Yeah. It really was. Everything was timed pretty fucking perfect. Yeah. Which concerts, you know how they are. They yeah. They don't go perfect ever. No. And sometimes, like, I mean, we saw we saw the Front Bottoms on Saturday, and we've seen, like, Chris, you've seen a lot of shows this past year. I've seen a lot of shows. Adam, you've seen shows. And, I just like, got a record player. He's just got oh, a record yeah, player. Did. He's in the game. And, um, you know, sometimes when you're in shows, like, you, 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 you hit a point where you, like, you kind of lose a little bit of energy, but... It really ramped up at the end. Obvi- I mean, it, you know, to no surprise. Yeah, how could it, was, it not? It was exponential the whole time. Yeah. The energy was just... Absolutely. As soon as you thought there was going to be a dip, like, mm-hmm. you just got It just kept you more. going and going, and it gave yeah. you just what you needed to, you know, give as much as you could to like the situation. Mario after grabbing a star. <laughs> straight up. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. And this, at this point of the show, so they finished, and... It was like, you know, what do we do now, right? You know, and they let, they, so yeah. they let all the guitars ring out. They set them down. They all left the stage. Yeah. And there was the just foos, applause. They all took a bow. They stood together, took yeah. a bow. And then damn near everybody, everybody that played, everybody played came, came back out. out. Yeah. And um, the the applause was deafening. Everybody on stage, I mean, there's, you'd be hard-pressed to find a dry pair of eyes in the crowd at that point or on the stage for that matter. Everyone yeah, was hugging arms around. Yeah, it's like you don't want to leave because it's like, you don't. This will never happen yeah, again, exactly, and yeah. and you don't know the next time you're going to hear these people play these songs, if ever. And chances are, a lot of those, you're not going to hear those combinations again. And no, and no. you're in and and that was that was the tribute show, yeah. and and you have one tribute. You, you in this case, you had two of them, but you had one in the United States, and that was it. And it was just one of those things that once it ends, and you recognize that it ends. Part of your brain is racing to comprehend and make sense of what you saw. And then the other part of your brain, which prevails, I think, is just completely shocked and doesn't even know what to do or what to think. And you just you just stand there and you just, you know, what is there to say? That's what I mean. Like at the end, we were just like, should we leave? Like that's a couple extra seconds we don't have in these spots. Yeah. Yep. I was thinking I was like, I think that one of the harder parts was like, you know, when this ends, like. Like I never want to, you know, you never want to forget, and this legend's gonna live on. Yeah. But you're like, is this the last that, like, I mean, this is the the perfect tribute to him, and like when it's done, you know, it's, it's done. Yeah, it's it's kind of like it's it's like it, you know, closing a book type of thing and peak. Yeah. Yeah, it's it it was the peak, like remembering of Taylor. You know, after the Wembley, you knew you had one more, but this was it. We don't know what the Foo Fighters are gonna look like going forward. We don't know how it, you know. And music scene's gonna look in the next fifteen years. So that's the cool it was, part about it was that good. concert, though. How big that tribute was and how emotional it was. Just like, we're not Again, people don't Taylor. get people don't we're get tributes like that. that motherfucker. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And people that remember him, like the name is just gonna. Ruin yeah, and and just like, like now that we're a couple days out. Influence. Yeah, and now that we're a couple days out, like how lucky we were to be there, and personally, how lucky I was to be there with the friends that I have. That, you know, all sharing the music together, and and that's just really cool. And like I said earlier, like you know, we knew that it was important and it was significant when we're there. But 
as time goes on, the more I think about it, it's like shit. Like just when I thought it couldn't feel more important, it it becomes more important. It yeah, becomes yeah. more special. And I'm sure as the days and the weeks go on, that feeling will continue to elevate itself, which is yeah, wild. Like a fine line. Yeah. Well, yeah, we really we were is. talking to Kafaro today, and he was and he talked about now when the anniversaries comes out, he like supposed like, where were you that day? Like I shot that, I was there. Yeah. And you know, 20 years from now, it's like where were you the day that they had yeah. the tributes? Like we were, we were there. there. Yeah. Like, we we saw all that. Yeah. Like we were there. That was you know who knows which one of those members. Or you know, part of that group is gonna be gone. I was like, yeah, that that could have been the last show for Maybe that zero point zero one percent. Yeah, that could have been the last how show for John the, Paul Jones. You know what I mean? Ticketmaster like, gods shone yeah. their light upon us in that Seriously. waiting room all those months dude, ago that we were yeah, able to I got get that there. Ticket a week before the show. Yeah, you did. Yeah, dude. Oh my god, sweet man. It took three days off of work a week before the fucking show. Yep. I'm so glad you did too yeah, because, dude. um, I'm I'm just you know I'm so glad we didn't have to like give it you know. I mean, anybody anybody could have enjoyed that ticket, but the fact that we, you know, filled those spots amongst was, friends, the, amongst friends. Yeah. I guess it's not an irony; it's more of like a coincidence. Of the fact that like we all just have like a music background. Yeah, it's like I think most friends have like yeah. one or a couple of things that unite uh, unite them, and uh, you know, I think for all of us in the room, it's like that's one of the big things that unite like, us. I don't like know have, that we've ever had the opportunity to jam together. Right, no, we like, never had, yeah. With us being in a band together, it just, it, like, being there at the same time, it felt really right. Yeah. And I'm sure that you guys have jammed together, so, like, yeah. that, that connection yeah, it's like a so Yeah, it's like another, another chapter yeah. in that connection that you have with people. It's and a separate level. Yeah. It definitely it, makes, like, watching, when you play an instrument and you watch people, like, pour their, how, pour their heart out into a performance, you're yeah. just like, Respect. Like, yeah. yeah, a lot respect. of respect. Like yeah. that is their passion. That's what they love. That's the thing that we didn't mention this whole time. There was so that much love that, that was just shown. Yeah, there was the so... entire show. Mm -hmm. So yeah. much, so much love there in the was air. No heckling yeah. of any kind. There was no yelling of like. No one tried to steal like, the show. Right. Exactly. right. There yeah. Was not, nobody trying to bring attention to themselves. Just the singularity of purpose that existed and. Yeah, and just, really good group of people. Yeah, and just how monumental it was. And, and I'm really happy that, you know, we're able to sit here only only two days after the show because it's still super raw, but I think this is the best portrayal of what it was like to be there and what the show yeah. was like because it was it was raw, it was emotional, it was hard to comprehend at times. And, yeah. and, and I still talking about it tonight, I feel I still feel that way. Like it's going yeah. to take right. time to unpack. And you know, if we had done this show a week or two later, maybe it might be a little more objective, but I think it's at its most pure when it's not, and when it's sure, still like yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't know, you don't really know what the right words are. You don't know how to how to how to explain it, how to describe it. And so. I'm really I'm really happy that we waited because we at, we saw some of the Wembley and we wanted to talk about it, and yeah. like the fact that we could go to it and experience right. it and yeah. talk yeah. about it like really purely. Um, and I hope that if you're listening and like you you weren't able to get tickets to the show that you know, we did it justice. I mean. There's gonna be plenty of videos for you guys to see, but yeah. um, and I'm very, I'm very so now feel we're blessed. Talk about the worst parts of the show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> probably the worst part of the show for me was that uh, it ruined all concerts from now on. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Well, no, yeah, we were yeah. like, where does this rank? And you're like, uh, it's in a league I of its like own. It's in a chamber of its own. Yeah, I, yeah. I have to relegate this. Like, when people are like, oh, like, what's the best show you've gone to? Like, I can't I'm even include say this. this because it's going to win every time. So it, this is its own thing. It's like, so someone asked me, like, what's the best tribute concert? You're like, obviously. But it's like, I can't even... I can't even I can't even Compare think about this because like I've seen some like great shows. Yeah. We've all seen some great shows, but it's just like this is just so I don't even know. Yeah, you're right. It's it's like it's ruined it's like everything. Show that like makes you want to walk out on a Beyonce concert. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. It's like when you when you have an experience like this, like a lot of other experiences, like they just they might not do it for you like they used to. Right. Yeah. Your perspective on concerts yeah. has just changed. It's know? wild. Awesome. That's that's yeah, the crazy thing. Like that's like the. That's the only negative part about it, yeah, and it's like, how lucky are we to to have that as a negative part? You know, that we're we were we were that high on the mountain top with it. Negative. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's so crazy. It's one of those good and bads. We could yeah. talk for a long time about this. I mean, it's just a very special experience that. Um, we can talk about a long, long like time said, if, about all kinds of stuff. Right. Yeah, if you guys yeah. are still listening, thank you so much. I hope that really good um, stories about it. <laughs> oh yeah, we um, yeah we can keep talking it's about for the Patreon stuff. exclusive. But like later on, <laughs> people want to pay to hear this. Um, but I, I do love that like you know there are people listening that um, you know want to hear this, want to hear want to hear the recap, and I'm glad yeah. that um, we can give an honest recap and yeah. sure, an honest no justice at all. Yeah, and I'm sure right. That, I mean that's the same thing. Like you go and you see a certain grandeur when you're out in the you know. In, looking at beautiful mountains it's kind of same thing you hear stuff and you're just like this you know videos don't do it justice yeah pictures like being out in the desert justice. and seeing the sunrise or the sunset like you yeah. take a picture of it but it's, it's just it's just justice. not the same so, yeah you yeah. lose you lose some of that uh, you know and 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 you know we tried to do our best over the last hour hour and a half to talk about it you can't you know and um i think a lot of people had the similar experience and i've talked to a couple of people who were at the show too uh, who follow the page or listen to the show <laughs> And um, it's the same thing. It's like, you know, we had that experience and it's hard to explain and you can't convey it. You know, you can try as we've tried. Hopefully we did a halfway decent job, but um, I'm just, I'm just glad that we don't need to look back and, <laughs> and say with an, you know, an empty voice, like, wow, what a lineup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. We were there motherfuckers. <laughs> like we don't need to say, wow, what a lineup. Yeah. Like I wish I was there. Like, we were uh, there. We it were was there. a great fucking lineup. And it was it was a pristine lineup. Yeah. Like I mean it was it was incredibly well thought out. I mean that was that was a master class yeah. of a concert. It really was. So yeah that's awesome I think that um, usually we, we do songs of the week and we still can't do this but I think we should just say like what is your what was your favorite part from the show? Like what was the most emotional what was the most you know just impressive yeah however you want to word it All like them. what what kind of superlatives do you want to give and, and who you know who do you want to talk about real yeah. quick do, do emotional impressive and wow yeah emotional I, I, impressive emotional and wow. impressive and wow that's that's really like good that. so that's I'm, why we have our producer here so uh <laughs> wow i'm gonna start with the uh joan joan jet. jet dude when she came wild out, card like as soon as she started talking i thought she was singing like her voice. Yeah. Voice and she could barely hold it together when she came talking. out talking. Yeah. Like I was She's up there. Hard instantly, you know? Like, <laughs> um, but that that was my one. Wow that. Sure. My that. emotion was extremely high when Rush started playing fucking music. Like Yeah. I'm not even a huge Rush fan. And when they started playing 
that was just so musically impressive to me. Um, and then, uh, what, what was this? Wow, motion and... Impressive. 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 Oh. Did you just do... You did wow on that? No, that was impressive. Motion. That was impressive. That was impressive. That was impressive. Rush was my impression. Motion was definitely Atlantis uh, singing You Ought to Know. Yeah, that that's was super cool. One. That was That just hit heavy home. Yeah. You know? It just hit... Perfect. I, just yeah. remembering so much. Yeah. Just nostalgia just... Absolutely. Flooding in. Yeah. Yeah. Go, go ahead, Chris. All right. Well, I, I think for me, the, the, the biggest wow moment, I think... It, it might be Stuart Copeland. I think it yeah. might be. Um, and, and for the biggest rush at the time, um, the biggest, like that part, wow. I think it really started, the, the biggest wow point for me that really got the show going for me was was Wolfgang when he came out and he played Van Halen. That Wolfgang. Was, that was oh, unbelievable. Awesome. And it's it's hard for me to pinpoint one particular point of the show where the emotion was at its peak. A couple of them come to mind, but I think... I think it's got to be when when the Foo Fighters played Walk. Um, that one for me, there were there were a couple different points prior to that where you know he started to get choked up a little bit. But I think with that, it's like it's a Foo Fighters song, and it just means it means something different now. It means something much much more. Yeah, and just like when the when the guitar started, like I I welled up. I was like fuck, like they're playing Walk right now, and like I know like why they're playing it, who they're playing it for, and and we're all here to hear it. Yeah, it was crazy. What about you, Ethan? So the most emotional part for me was definitely the beginning. When when Dave came out and started talking, yeah. I mean I was I was I was in I mean I was really it was really right hard. After Hallelujah, right? right after Hallelujah, right after Hallelujah, right when Dave was started talking and like that first bit, like I couldn't it I couldn't real really, almost. I could yeah, I, I just you, like you kept tearing up. I really I really was. I mean it was it was honest tears. I kept thinking about my good buddies, like it was yeah. It was the most emotional part of the beginning, and I think it was the buildup. You know, the yeah. we we had driven seventeen. We flew, you know, a thousand miles. We drove seventeen hours, and uh, you know, like we just there was so involved. much buildup. Like planes, I was, trains, and automobiles. Yeah. Out I was there. just so, yeah. and it was emotional the whole time. But like once you got into a groove, like I mean, by the end of it, I was, you know, we were like teared out almost. Yeah. Like we still did, but like that beginning, like really got me. Like I, you know, I was like you know leaning back because I, you know, it's like don't you know don't look at me type of thing. Yeah. So I kept looking. Everybody was like, yeah, it's gonna be great. I'm like, yeah, it's gonna be great. <laughs> it's, it's like driving eighty miles an hour into a brick wall. Like it was. Yeah. That's, Promptly because you know because either. yeah like i mean because i mean hallelujah is just a beautiful song and then dave was very emotional because it was the same thing for him and there was so much anticipation for the hometown tribute yeah um so um the most impressive performance and most impressive thing i think was rufus taylor oh, um, yeah. best of you it was just beautiful it was so strong it was so good i was i was really blown away by his drumming and his composure behind the kit it was a long song it was a long he looked just like taylor like yeah and he was just like he yeah. was floored as well he couldn't believe that he was there playing with the foo for taylor which is that was amazing so crazy because he's so good like how would he yeah no yeah yeah <laughs> and i think the um the wow for me i mean i i mean still copeland was one of my favorite positions or one of my favorite parts of the show but I think the wow, the best, the the best part was when everybody bowed at the end, like yeah. the, when when the Foo Fighters bowed. I love that it That's was. I love that it was like it was them minus Taylor. Yeah. Like it was. It was like they had, and then they brought everybody else on stage, and it was like wow. 
look at the look at this crew look at everybody like the support the admiration the just like because they were when they bowed like it was like uh they were thanking us Right, it was. It was no like the whole time. The whole time, the whole yeah, the whole show. We were the whole show. We were very thankful that we were there. But then they threw it back to us, and they were like, "Thank you, you guys made this." Thankful that they were there too. Yeah, they were. They were like, they were blown away the way that the way that everybody like was present. This weird mix of gratitude, sadness, and. And mourning and celebration. It wasn't like a concert ending. It, w- it was like a musical ending. Yeah. Like the whole company came out, took a bow. Nobody was individual. Right. Nobody was on top. Nobody it was, was exactly one collective exactly. Unit. It was a team. It was yeah. a family. Yeah. It was yeah. like. Yes. Yeah. That's a really exactly. good point. Just super. Yeah. I, I was. I was wild. I was. I was standing there. I was. Like, I can't believe it's over. Like, do I really need to go home? Like, yeah. I was. I was floored. Yeah, we're waiting for our Uber. We're waiting yeah. for an Uber, and we're just like, like, what if, what if we miss something? Like, it was so, yeah, and then the guy picked us up, and like, what'd you guys see? And we're just like, you don't even, you don't even know. I, man. He asked, he asked the question. I, yeah. and I was sitting in the front. Dude, I was like, I was like, I'm not, I'm not even gonna answer that. Bands, and he's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, it sounds it's like, like they were all there. He's, he's like, like, it sounds like Woodstock, yeah. and I was like, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was better, better, better than Woodstock. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Yeah, I was, oh man. Oh, I mean, I was a wow. I was in talent that that kid befriended. Yeah. Christ. I know. <laughs> he was, I mean, like, you know, some musicians stay to themselves, and I think that, you know, Taylor did the opposite. The opposite. I mean, he was, yeah, he was, was extremely open. outgoing. He wanted to meet his heroes. He wanted to play in a lot of side projects. Dave did the same thing. Like, Dave had all of his projects. And I love that part about music where people can kind of reach out Ooh. and. You know, yeah. collaborate and yeah. those other side bands are, are really special we talk about super yeah. groups all the time and we saw a lot of super yeah. groups yeah. the cool thing for me is dave dave made a point at one one point in the show and he was out I, I forget who he was introducing but he was like everybody backstage has told me since taylor died he they dave dave's talking and he's like they told me that they talked to taylor every day every day and just like yeah the fact that taylor right. something that was so important to him was to connect with the people that he cared about and 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 show his appreciation his affection his love for people and i think that's something that can be applicable to everybody it's like if you, if you got somebody that you care about you got to let them know you got to show them and and he did that in his capacity to do that it was was just completely unmitigated and it was um it was in in you know it was inexhaustible and and that's something that's so impressive and his spirit is just something that you know, his spirit drove those performances. Uh, yeah. Well said. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's crazy. Realizing how hard it is to connect with all the people that you love every yeah. day. And then just... And just, yeah, to, to still have hearing, gas in the tank. the fact to, that he did it. Yeah. And he's this guy that is also as busy as a motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. Like, just shows how much it's unbelievable. he cares about shit. It's crazy. It shows his morals. Yeah. And which it was is really special. important. It was very special. Um, again, we're very thankful that we had the opportunity to go there. I know a lot of people, a lot yeah, of people, yeah, opportunity is the, is the right word. A lot of yeah. people, I mean, only seven, it was 17,000 people, I think. Out of hundreds of thousands that probably that wanted, wanted to, to get tickets. We got tons of DMs saying that, uh, you know, I wish I could have been there. And yeah. um, so, we, you know, we, we're not taking this for granted. Lucky is uh, we, selling. 
Yeah, yes. I mean, we had, we had, there was no, like, we didn't pull any strings to get there. We just got lucky. We just got yeah. lucky. Yeah, and you know, thank God, yeah, God willing, you know, that we Christ. were there. Yeah, they did a great job of not allowing people to scalp tickets for more. I mean, it was it was $100 to be there. It was a and show for the fans. It was a show for the fans. Yeah, you could have Which, it. like I said, I mean, if I passed away and I was I was in the Foo Fighters like that, I would want that as well. I, I wanted to be open for, for the fans. I wanted to be like an honest. It would have been worth $400. Still, they would have been sold out. Triple that, yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, Jackson Brown played for, uh, for $400 at Red Rocks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and he's still kicking, you know? Yeah, dude. So it was it was extremely special. We don't take it for granted. Yeah. And again, I mean, just like we talked about with Taylor, I mean, I am very happy that I'm in a room with five people that I love. Yeah. You know, five, including me, I guess, four other people. But love um, very, love very, yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Very I thankful for so you love thing. others. Very yeah, whatever, whatever. Podcast is about you. (laughs) I'm just happy I'm here with you guys to be able to do this. I mean, we also had our birthdays the day after yesterday. Twenty eight today. Twenty eight today. And uh shoot, like I said, just very thankful for uh this time in my life. Yeah. I totally agree and um also thankful for everyone that's chosen to stick around and listen to this episode. And uh yeah, all love. That's all there is to it's it. It's such a coincidence, too, because my birthday was like two months ago. <laughs> Big coincidence. <laughs> my birthday is two months from now. Damn. My, 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 my birthday was this year. That's a hell of a coincidence. <laughs> Whoa, dude. Like, that shit's crazy. One in 365 chance. Yep. What, are the, two. what are the odds? <laughs> you know, every time that Ethan talks, I always stop because he's such an old man that he must be saying something. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta get the ARP card. That's what we call out. wisdom, guys. Yeah. Please import wisdom. It That's why I'm here. Yeah, respect your elders, especially yeah. Ethan, because he's old as fuck. Yeah. What do you say we get out of here, guys? <laughs> I think it's time we wrap up. Yeah, uh, there's gonna be no here. songs of the week because um, you know you got, the you got 53 of them. Look up. Yeah, the set you have list. you have the set list to look up. Like I said, we are going to post something really cool on Patreon that is going to have a lot of the live performances that we videoed. Um, we pulled out our phones for basically all the songs, but um, you know, all the ones that we thought were special, and that was pretty much everyone. So we'll have some exclusive content on there. It's $2, $5, $10 to be a part of that. Yeah. Please consider, because we have to pay our producer, because yeah, we, he's doing do. a really damn good job. You know, we had, we had people filling, filling up our wine glasses. Yeah, he's expensive, and he wants a raise. <laughs> He wants a raise. He's he's Back moving. Pay. He's moving houses in in Long Beach. You know. Yeah. We're all grinding out here. It's a tough gig out here, but hey, you can you can help lighten that load. Yeah, you can. Help, so follow follow the show notes. Follow the link in the bio. Um, Do what you feel. It costs nothing to. Yeah, exactly. So if we give you bumps. if we give you a little bit of joy, but um, again, that's I mean you know that's the show. That that is the show. Yeah. You know, that's Taylor Hawkins. Um, yeah, you, what, would you say it's like a shitty cup of coffee? Yeah. yeah you, that's, skip the coffee. It's bad for you. Exactly. Don't develop a caffeine dependency. Yeah, develop exactly, a grunge Bible right. podcast As my friend Logan yeah, would say, like, I lose $2. Stimulant as yeah, a cup of exactly. coffee. You lose $2 on the couch every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Every day. So, um, again, thank you. Thanks for listening. Chris, Adam, thank you. Drew. Connor, thank you. The whole gang, thank we're you. all here. Top patrons. Um, Thanks. And again, shout out to Taylor Hawkins for being one of the best drummers of all time. Cheers, cheers to Taylor. Taylor raise, Hawkins forever, let's, baby. Let's raise a glass.
Um, rest in power. One of the best drummers Cheers. of all fucking time. Taylor Hawkins. Take care, everybody. Be good. <laughs>